from glory to glory. And our anchor scripture is taken from 2 Corinthians chapter 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18 in particular. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. He said, For we all with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of God, of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as the Spirit of the Lord. As I always tell them, even as the Spirit of the Lord. The path of the righteous, Bible says, is like a shining light that shines brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. Show me a man that is always in the path of the Lord. And I will show you a man that I had no better yesterday. Show me a man that is always in the will of God. And I will show you a man that is always moving from glory to glory. If you want to, today we shall go, we should, God shall be teaching us how to move from glory to glory. As our daddy in law, we always tell us that the opposite of glory is shame. We never see shame in the mighty of Jesus. If you want to see shame, if you want to, if maybe you have not seen someone that have experienced shame before. I used to know a man that was up there. He was doing perfectly well. All of a sudden, he went down here. And for years till now, he has never come out from that hill. That will never be a portion in the mighty of Jesus. And this was a man that was once has cast as many people living with him and all that. God married our children, but all of a sudden, he went down. The children started squatting. The wife sent to village. And for years, he's still in that state. That's why the Bible knows that men can move on forward from glory to shame. Bible knows that. That's why he has put, he has told us how to move what? From what? From glory to glory. Because it is possible for a man to move from glory to shame. From glory to downward. You can see the man, oh, flourishing, moving fine, doing things having a good life, all of a sudden it's nowhere to be found or is in one big mess. That's why the Bible is teaching us how to go from glory to glory. And it's typically, he gives us an example. In that verse 18, he says, but we all with an open face beholding as in a, as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed from the same image from glory to glory. Don't let anybody distract you from what? From beholding the glory of God. Don't let anybody do what? Distract you. don't want to distract you. Hey, ah, this is your church. You are coming every day. What has been your game? Tell me, it's a lie. Because each time we come to church like this, we are not coming before ordinary men. Bible says we are coming before the spirit of judgment may perfect. We are coming before innumerable companies of angels. 
We are coming before the spirit of just made perfect. The spirit of Elijah, the spirit of Jesus, all of them are here in his presence. So each time we gather before the Lord, we like this, we are beholding the glory of God. Each time you go to church, and it's a church that the Holy Spirit is anchoring, it's a church that the Holy Spirit is dwelling in, it's a church that the Holy Spirit is directing the activities of that church. Forget, you are not appearing before men. You are appearing before this glory of God. You are beholding the glory of God. You are beholding the glory of God. And such a person is bound to move forward from glory to glory. Don't let anybody distract you. I used to tell people, since I gave my life to Christ, I can't count whether since 2018 now, that is just 12 years. But in that 12 years, I've never missed Sunday, I've never missed Sunday church up to five times. What is five? Every Sunday, I must be in church. Every Sunday, whether rain fall, whether rain is falling, whether it is sun or every Sunday. I've never missed from 12 years, I've never missed Sunday church for up to one, up to five times. And Bible says, when we continue to behold the glory of God like that, what happened? We are bound to transform from glory to glory. Say, show me a man that is always moving from glory to glory. I will will show you a man that is always praising God at all times. Bible says, I will praise the Lord at all times. I will praise the Lord at all times. Show me a man that is always praising God at all times. I will show you a man that is that has never known a better yesterday. A man that is always, God is always on his side. Praising God at all times. You know what the devil wants to do to you? He wants to make you so that you feel, you feel lazy about praising God. You feel uh, dejected and say, what has gone done for me? Why should I praise him? Oh, why should I? Some people begin to have depression. And when depression continues, you see some people having stroke. And when it gets to a very high stage, depression continues. Some people commit suicide. But that will never be a portion in the mind of Jesus. Yeah. Praising God at all times. Bible says, if you, if you can't even find what God has done for you, Bible says, I slept and I woke up. Is it not because the Lord kept me? The psalmist said, I slept and I woke up. Is it not because the Lord sustained me? So our waking up and sleeping up, many people cannot wake up and sleep, cannot sleep. You know, when my, in my childhood days, I used to, as a little, I used to work in my, in my uncle's pharmacy then, as a little boy. You know, these evil boys that have shop, chemist shop, or chemist pharmacy. I used to. So there are some people, Every day, they'll come and buy Brinadine. Every day, they'll come and buy Volume 5. Every day, they'll come and buy Volume 10 just to sleep. I'm telling you, this sleep, you are just sleeping anyhow. It's not everybody there. Every day, they must come and buy Volume 5. They'll come and buy Brinadine to make them to do what? To sleep. That is why 
I always pray God will never allow sickness to come upon us in the mighty name of Jesus. Anybody sick here, God, you are receiving instant healing this moment in the mighty name of Jesus. The power of God that healed us will locate you this morning and heal you in the mighty name of Jesus. Because sickness is a very terrible thing. There is a woman that has asthma. Used to come to us and buy the, this uh, Ventolin inhaler. Sometimes, and, and she's not that uh, financially stable. Then used to sell it three fifty. She would, sometimes she come and knock our door around maybe three a.m. When the thing is suka, and how much? When we say okay, three fifty. The only thing she can gather maybe two fifty or maybe uh, we'll be forced to give it to her. That is the money she can raise at that moment. Due to that that ventolin hella, she might choke to death or she won't be able to breathe. That is to tell you how terrible devil is ready to hold some people bound as a result of sickness. You are breathing the way you like, you think everybody is breathing the way they like. Go and ask people that have asthma. They will tell you that without uh, ventolin tablets and ventolin inhaler, they can't they can, they can survive. And if you see the way they, they gasp for breath, when they see hold them, you know that it's, it's not, it's, it's a very serious something. So you sleep and breathe and sleep the way you like. You think God has done and not done you good. God is always there for you. So always give thanks to God. Always give thanks to God. That is the way to move from glory to glory. That is where to continue to shine. That is the way. Say, so show me a man that is always flourishing. And I will show you a man that is never offended in the Lord. Show me a man that is moving from glory to glory, and I will show you a man that is never offended in the Lord. This man, some people, they are always offended in the Lord. They feel, oh, ah, God has not done anything for me. God, I can't pay my school fees. I can't pay my children's school fees. The landlord is disturbing me. Oh, God is not faithful. God is not this. God is not that. As you forgetting that, oh, that condition you are at, that, at this moment, or at that moment, is some people's prayer points. It's for what some people's prayer points. That thing you think, oh, it's nothing. It's what some people have been fasting and been praying that God, just take me to this light. Just take me to this sight. Never be offended in God. Never say, oh, God. Why have you done this? Why have you done that? Elisha, Elijah, when he was being tormented by Jezebel, as he was struggling, he said, oh God, I'm so tired. This stress is too much. Oh God, take my life. I'm the only prophet alive. God said, shut up. I have more than 700 prophets that are yet to bow to Jezebel. So never be offended in God. No matter the situation you are facing, never think God has done you wrong or God has not been faithful to you. God has never seen your service. Oh, God has never seen all the tithes you are paying, all the offering, all the, the way you come to church every time. God has not said, God is not, God is, God is not doing anything pertaining to it. Never be offended. 
Never be offended in God. It is the will of God that we do what? That we move from glory to glory. Every year he has wonderful plans for us. That is how God, that is the will of God. For God wants us to what? To move from glory to glory. He wants us to be moving from one height to the other. He wants us to be moving from one step of glory to the other. That's the part of the justice, like a shining light, that shines brighter and brighter until the perfect day. So our part is supposed to be shining brighter and brighter until the perfect day. We need to have the understanding that, oh, I must not remain in the same spot. I must, in fact, if you remain in the same spot for too long, we should go on prayer and fasting. Why is this so? Because Bible is different. Jesus was talking to his disciples. There, a particular boy was brought to Jesus, to the disciple of Jesus, and said, and they asked those disciples to cast the demon out. They couldn't cast the demon out. But when Jesus came, Jesus cast the demon out. And they asked Jesus, how come we couldn't cast the demon out? He said, Jesus told them, this can go not out except by prayer and fasting. So there are some challenges that we might be facing that need us to what to do what to fast and pray about some people fast and pray that is one step when god now release the instruction or what to do that is another step we must god release those instruction to us let us be disciplined enough for what to to follow that instruction because our blessing lies in what? In obeying the instruction that God has given to us. A lot of people are there. A lot of people are stagnated as a result of what? They couldn't what? Obey the instruction God gave to them. Simple instruction. Do this. Do that. They say no. Ah, I can't do it too. Uh, ah. And I will, I, will, I will displease some people. And please some people. Uh, I want to please everybody. People like Saul. Bible talked about Saul. He said Saul was a king that God chose by himself. He was so anointed and blessed. But a simple instruction he couldn't obey. Go to the Malachi. Kill all of them. Don't take anything from there. He went there. He killed people and started taking everything. Until... Somewhere came and meet him. Is God more pleased in sacrifice or more pleased than in obeying instruction? Obedience is better than sacrifice. In moving from glory to glory, we must endeavor to what? To obey instructions. Instruction that will take us high is not what? It may not come from the pastor. It may not come from the brother. It may not come from a sister in church. It may be just instruction God gives you. My son, go and do X, Y, Z. My daughter, go and do A, B, C. And you just obey that instruction and leave the rest to God. When you obey such instruction and leave the rest to God, you just watch out. You just watch out. 
I used to tell people that I was living at the other side of Abebe, the other side of Togi, until God instructed me to move to this side. When I was moving to this side, people told me, ah, how come they have the one they have repaired all Togi Road and do all the other roads? <laughs> you are now moving to this, <laughs> to this Abele Road, Abele Road that does not have road, this or that. But I, I got why, but I must obey that instruction. I can tell you that I've met a lot of people in this side, and God has used me mightily in this side, even more than God has used me on the other side of Togate. But, but some people might say, oh, God, please, I can't, how can I live where I am? I'm going to leave that side. Simple instruction. They cannot obey. To move from glory to glory, you must ready to obey instructions given to you by God. To move from glory to glory, you must be a person that obeys instruction. We move from glory to glory as a result of mercy, by pleading for mercy. Sometimes our obedience might not be enough. Our obedience might not be enough. That we may need to what? To ask for mercy. Anu, ask for mercy. Ejeka ma anu. James chapter 2, verse 13 b says that mercy rejoices over what? Judgment. James chapter 2, verse 13 b. Mercy rejoices over judgment. Even that blind Bartimaeus, blind Bartimaeus saw that God, Jesus, was passing by. He quickly tapped into, into the mercy that Jesus has brought. And said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus remembered that he came with what he asked to do was for mercy. What he came towards to offer was mercy. What he came to shed on the cross was mercy. What he came to show humanity was mercy. And he had mercy upon blind Bartimaeus and, and gave him a sight. To continue, if you want to continually what, move from glory to glory, always ask for mercy. Because the Bible says what? The righteousness of a man it's like a filthy rag before God. Since our righteousness can never be equate to the standard of God, the only thing we can ask is what? For mercy. We can only ask for mercy. Father, mercy. Mercy. Because we can't do it by ourselves. Lord, mercy. And as we continue to ask for mercy, God will show us mercy in the mighty name of Jesus. To continually move from glory to glory, we must support our prayers with fasting. How many of us are fasting in this period? Praise the Lord. There's a fasting going on in our CCG now. It's just for 30 days. And it's, although it's tailored towards Nigeria, but nobody that prays for Nigeria that is not indirectly praying for himself. When you pray for Nigeria, you are indirectly praying for yourself. 
Because Nigeria is our own Jerusalem. Bible says, those that pray for the peace of Jerusalem shall have peace. Those that pray for the peace of Jerusalem shall have peace. So let us engage, let's take advantage of this prayer and fasting that, do, that, is, that is ongoing now. I think we are on day 14 now, so. So let's endeavor to be part of it. And as we do so, God will bless us mightily in the mighty name of Jesus. Even as God wants us to what? To move from glory to glory. There are some certain things that could prevent one from moving from glory to glory. There are some certain things that could prevent, that could make one to be stagnated. <laughs> Praise the Lord. One glory, a glory of yesterday is not so, may not be what, may not sustain us today. Someone that kept maybe 100,000 in, in an account five years ago. Do you know that, that's why just five years ago. Do you know that that 100,000 now, if you go and withdraw it, it's like what he got is 50,000 based on the rate of inflation in the country. Even the, that 2015, uh, good luck was there. If you put 100,000 in account and you came to this 2,000, maybe fix it, and now you withdraw that 200,000, what that 100,000 can get for you then? But what it can, it can be equal to what 300,000 can get for you now, based on the what the level of inflation. What am I trying to say? One level of glory, the glory you are on present today may not sustain you to tomorrow. That's why we always pray for what more glory to move from glory to glory. Because someone that has one millionaire in 2015. It's the same person that that money, except when you accept to invest it in an investment that is yielding profit for him. If you put it in fixed deposit, there's nothing for him. Because the rate of inflation has taken over everything. So we need to move from glory so that the rate of inflation or the state of the economy will not affect us. Praise the Lord. We need to, work to move from one glory to the other. I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. Why am I saying all this thing? Because there are some people that could take care of their family five years ago, six years ago. But now, due to the situation in the country, they couldn't do it again. People say, ah, the cost of food has increased. We have, we have to reduce the food we are eating. We have, the cost of rice is now 40,000, 35,000 a bag. While in 2015, the same bag of rice is sold for 8,000 or 9,000. You can see the difference. But assuming someone still remains in the glory someone was operating, or the level of grace one is operating in 2015, and when 2020 meets you, what will not happen? That's why there's need for us to what? For us not to be stagnated in one state of glory. What can cause one? What can make one not to move from glory to glory? Because there are some people, they are, they are in a particular state of glory or a particular state of grace, and they have remained there. 
which is not the will of God for us. God wants us to be moving higher, higher, higher every day. What can cause complacency? What is complacency? When one feels I have arrived, my pursuit of God is enough. Uh, uh, I'm now I'm I'm a bishop. I'm now a pastor. I'm now a worker. I'm now a minister. So therefore, I'm not pursuing God again. I have, I've arrived. I'm okay where I am now. God will never argue with such person. God will just, oh, you are arrived. Remain there. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 1, verse 31. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 31. If you are there, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 31. So, 32, sorry. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 32. He said, For the turning of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. Prosperity of fools. Shall what? Shall destroy them. Oh, I have arrived. I'm not the the MD. I'm not the director. I'm not the chief operating officer of my own company. I have arrived. You make such a person will not continue to see for glory, and the person will do what? Or will not do what? Will not continue to do what will make? Glory to continue to abound unto him. They call it complacency, state of what? State of self arrival, self accomplishment. Oh, I've, I've accomplished this self satisfaction. The prosperity of fools. I've seen where prosperity destroys somebody. Pro prosperity of fools shall destroy them. This kind of people always turn away from God after one or two miracles in their life. Once they just have one breakthrough or one success, oh, things of God becomes, uh, oh, just leave me, uh, I'm okay. I'm looking for children, I now have my children. Um, I want to have, I want to buy cars, now I have the cars. Oh, that their service, uh, let's just leave it though. When I have time, I will go. And these were people that, <laughs> that, were, that were once attending church every day, almost every day, every week. With the service, they are always there. But once they just attain one state of miracle or the other, they feel, oh, leave me. I'm, I'm okay now. And you see such people after some time because the glory of your... Of, of yesterday may not be enough for today. Look at what is happening in the economy now. Look at what coronavirus even did to this economy. Do you know that this coronavirus of a thing has made some people to lose all their savings? And made some people to lose their job. And made some people to 
to go back to square one. Their industry shut down. But, but for, Bible, for those that know their God, the Bible says they shall, they shall be strong and do exploits. Those that know their God. Because God, Bible say, our God is a, is a reward of them, those that diligently seek Him. It's a reward. So if you are diligently seeking the Lord, at all times, at all times you are seeking Him, at all times you are worshiping Him. Uh, uh, when the time of crisis, it will, it will, it will make you will make sure you are exempted. You do what you are exempted from the holocaust that is ravaging the land. You are exempted from the what from this destruction that is destroying people. Don't think oh coronavirus. Some people they know, as this economy, as people are shouting oh we are the economy we are dying you know, uh, food because of bag of rice is this so food is cost. Oh. Some people they are not even they are not feeling it. I can tell you. I know some people that they are not. The economy is hard. It's not. It's not there. It's, it's like child's play today. It's like they are just hearing it. They don't know what it's like. Say food. 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 Cost of food has gone there. It does not concern them. When they get many amount, they are selling it. They give them the money. Carry whatever they are going to carry. So Bible say. Those that are diligently seeking, he will reward them. And the reward of God is what? Is exemption. Exemption in the time of crisis. Exemption in the times of when things are wrong for people. Oh, for you. You just be hearing it. It will not come near you. Why? It is there. It's there in Psalm 90, 91, verse 6. He said, You shall hear. He said, A thousand shall fall by thy side, and ten thousand by thy right hand. But it shall not come what it shall not come near thee. This is as a result of what? Of you always serving God. Don't let complacency. Maybe oh, you get one miracle, one the other, and you feel oh, okay, I'm okay now. Uh, I don't need to serve God again. I don't need to come to church again. I don't need to engage in one spiritual activity or the other. I don't need to work in the house of God again. I'll just be be a normal church goer. Why God has destined you to be a worker in the house of God? Huh. If God has destined you to be a worker in the house of God, then this building is not my first church. I always tell people, there is no church I go. I will grow. I will become a worker. I will pass all their requirement, become a worker there, and be working. I will pass all their requirement and become a worker there and be working. There is no church I go to. Not searching for the lost coin. How does one remain in want? As a part of what? A state of stagnancy for a right or not moving from one glory to the other. Jesus told us a story in Luke chapter 15, verse 8 to 10. Let's quickly look at that verse. Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter 15, verse 8 to 10. Luke chapter 15, verse 8 to 10. He said, Either what woman having ten pieces of silver, if she loses one piece, do I not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently till she finds it? And when 
She has found it. She called her friends and neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I have lost. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of God. Okay, I think to nine. Eight to nine. Not searching for the lost coin. A lot of people, they say, one, that woman has ten pieces of silver. She lost one. She never say, oh, because I have nine. I'm okay, girl. I can manage with this nine. I'm continuing my life with this nine. Let this one just go. But she said no. She lighted a candle, brought a broom, and started sweeping until she finds that missing one. Is any aspect of our life not doing well? Let's endeavor to put on this candle. Let's put on the light of candle, which is the word of God, and swept our heart and swept the word of God diligently until we found it. Let's fast, let's pray, let's seek for that missing corn. Bible says those, Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. Say those that are sick, they shall do what? They shall find. Those that are sick, they shall find. Let's not say, let's not say, oh, it is just one coin. Oh, every other aspect of my life is doing well. So therefore, I can afford to just continue with my life with that remaining nine coins. No, let's not do that. Let's search. Let's search diligently. And as we search, God will cause us to find in the mighty name of Jesus. God will open our eyes to where our missing coin is in the mighty name of Jesus. And we shall find them in the mighty name of Jesus. We must find them. We must make efforts. God only crowns our, I remember when we were at school, we say, God, come my effort with success. You must make effort to do what? To search. When you make effort to search what happened, God will now crown your efforts. Bible Luke chapter 15, verse 18 to 9. So, let's not say because one aspect of our life is not doing well, so therefore we can just say, oh, Order. Because that aspect that is not doing well can rubbish all the aspects that is doing well. You know, if people want to abuse you with something, they will abuse you with what you are lacking. <laughs> I don't know if you observe what is it that is lacking in your life. That's that they used to be abusing you. That one thing is what we should do what? We should ask God for. So that our testimony can be perfect. So that our testimony can be complete. And we must do what? Last we talk about what can make us not to go to heaven. We talk about grudges. Let grudges be, part, be out of your life. 
You remember Jesus talking about the sacrifice. He said, if a man wants to bring sacrifice before, before the altar, they want to come and sacrifice before the altar, and he remembers that he's having problems with his sister or with his brother at home, he shouldn't offer some sacrifice. That's why he should leave it at the altar and go and reconcile. Some people, that may be what they just need. I know some people, they say they are born again, but they have many, they have many people they are quarreling with. Ah, that one is my enemy. That one, I can't talk to him. That one, oh, that one, that one, I can't talk to him. That one, I can't talk to her. This one, ah, we don't talk. That one, oh, we don't greet. That one. <laughs> and they are experts in, that, in such a thing. Bible says, follow peace with all men. Without which no man can see God. Follow peace with all men. Without which, I have to tell there's not anybody can do to me that cannot forgive the person. Well, even, even though he slapped himself, I can't you are still continuing to maintain peace with you. Why? Not because you are right, but because I want my relationship with my God to be cordial. I don't want anybody to delay my blessing. I don't want anything to delay my blessing. Jesus said, if a Roman soldier asks you to carry his load to one mile, you should do what? Carry it to two miles. Let's endeavor to listen to the teachings of Jesus and apply them in our life and leave the rest to God. He said, if someone slap you on the second first cheek, you should do what? You should turn the other one. That is the teaching of Jesus. That is the teaching. But some of us, we just choose what decide we want to do and leave the world. Yeah, Jesus, that what you are saying. It's not for people. This one. <laughs> it's not. But those are the things. Jesus knew that in this journey of Christianity, there are things, there are things that could, work, that could hinder our flow of blessing, that could hinder our glory from manifesting. And it quickly was pointing them out to us so that we can do work, we can take full advantage of them and not miss, and not miss anything. Unforgiveness, we should watch out. Unforgiveness. Bible says Jesus was, the disciple of Jesus was asking Jesus. He said, how many times should a man sin against me that I should forgive? Jesus said 70 times 70. 70 times 7 a day, shall someone sin against you and you forgive? You are not forgiving because the person is right. But rather, you are forgiving to keep your sanity. You are forgiving so that you, your relationship with God, when God is sending blessing, you will not lose it. There is no blessing God wants to send my way that will miss. Devil can, because devil cannot stop it. I myself, I position myself in a way that, will not, that, will not, that I will not stop myself. I position myself in a way that I will not do what? I will not stop myself. Because sometimes, devil, devil wants to stop us. Devil doesn't want to stop us. We are the ones stopping ourselves through our choices. Let's quickly be on our feet. Let's be on our feet as we take this prayer. Because God is moving us from glory to glory. He has promised to move us from glory to glory. Even in this 11th month, our God is here to meet us at the point of our need. He said, once he said he's moving us from 
glory to glory, it means there is a glory, there is a blessing that is coming our way. When God gave me this message this morning, uh, yesterday night, so this morning I was very, it means, oh, glory is coming. Blessings are coming. It's moving from glory to glory. What can prevent you? This is what can prevent you. Oh, take it away. How can you have this glory? This is what you do. This, and God has been able to give it to us this morning. That's what they love you to thank God. That's a Father, I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for forgiveness. I thank you for your grace to be alive this moment. Let's thank him. Let's thank him. Because he's worthy of our thanks. He's worthy of our adoration. Father, we say thank you, Lord. Ancient of day, we worship you, Lord. Lily of the valley, we bless your name. For you are worthy of our praise. You are worthy of our adoration. Take all the glory because you are the core of, of our sustainer. You have shown yourself by Jehovah Jireh. You have shown yourself by Jehovah Ezekiel. You have shown yourself by Jehovah Eshadah in our life. Father, you are our sustainer. You are our protector. You are our provider. Father, take all the glory. No one can be compared to you. Father, be that magnified. Be that glorified. Be that exalted. In Jesus' mighty name, we are giving thanks. Let's say, Father, take me into glory in every aspect of my life. And I never let, don't let me experience shame. Father, take me into glory in every aspect of my life and don't let me experience shame. Father, don't let me experience shame in every aspect of my life. Father, let shame be far from me. Let me be far from my family. Let me be far from my household. Let me be far from my business. Let me be far from my business. Let it be far from my Father, let shame be far. Pray, 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 pray. Pray, pray, pray. Father, let shame be far from me. Father, let shame be far from me. Take me from glory to glory. Father, release glory in my life, in my ministry, in my career. Father, release glory. Father, let me express glory in every aspect of my life. That I be expressing shame. Father, that is the aspect of my life that I will experience this Father, let me experience glory. Father, let me experience glory. My kid, that cast. They kick, 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 Father, let me experience glory. Father, take me from glory to glory. Father, take me from glory to glory. From honor to honor. Oh, Father, from glory to glory. Father, take my glory. Father, give my glory. Your words are the part of the just. It's like a shining light that shines brighter and brighter. Father, let my glory continue to move. Oh, greater glory. Father, let my glory continue to move from center to center. Take my glory higher, Lord. Father, take my glory higher. 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 In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Let's say, Father, move me from glory to glory and take away stagnation from my life and my family. Father, move me from glory to glory and take away stagnation from my life and my family, from my business, from my career, or from my ministry. Father, any form of stagnation oh, that, that I've been dwelling in, oh Lord. Father, remove me from that stagnation. Father, remove me from that stagnation. Father, take stagnation away from my finances, oh Lord. Father, take stagnation away. By your mercy, take stagnation away from my finances. Take stagnation away from my family. Take stagnation away from my ministry, from my life, oh Lord. Father, take stagnation away. Father, move me from glory to glory. And take destroy every form of stagnation in my life, oh Lord. Destroy every form of stagnation. 
Destroy every son of stagnation in my life. Fire destroy every form of stagnation in my life. Fire destroy every form of stagnation in my life. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Let's say, Father, restore my lost glory. Anywhere I must have lost my glory, Father, restore them to need in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, restore my lost glory. Every glory must have lost all of due to one mistake or the other, due to one ignorance or the other, due to one act or the other. Father, I ask for your mercy. By your mercy, Lord, restore my lost glory. Father, restore my lost glory. Oh, you are the one that has mercy upon Nebuchadnezzar. You caused him to eat grass for seven years. I have that seven years. You looked upon him, Lord, and restore him back to his possession. Oh, Lord, restore every of my God that I have lost, Lord. All oh, as a result of ignorance, Allah. Father, restore him back. Father, restore Allah. Father, restore Allah. Father, restore Allah. Father, restore Allah. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Let's say, Father, enlarge my coast and cause me to experience greater dimension of glory. And cause me to enlarge my coast, Allah. Father, cause me to experience greater dimension of glory. Father, enlarge my coast, Allah. And like my coast on every side, Allah. And cause me to experience greater dimension of glory. Father, cause me to experience, Allah. Greater dimension of glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, like my coast, Allah. And like my coast, Allah. I've seen some levels of glory. But that is not the end of me, I believe. Father, you can take me higher, Allah. Father, take me higher. Take me higher, Allah. Take me higher, Allah. You can take me higher. By your mercy, Lord. You can take me higher. By your grace, Lord, you can take me higher. By your mercy, Lord, Father, take me higher, Lord. Take me higher, Lord. Father, take me higher. Let me experience greater dimension of glory. Father, let me experience, Lord, greater dimension of glory. Father, let me experience greater dimension of glory. Father, let me experience greater dimension of glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. As a Father, make my family. And my glory, untouchable for the devil and his cohort. Every time we to pray, let's say, Father, make my family and my glory untouchable for the for the devil and his cohort. Bible says, surely they will gather, but since the gathering is not of the Lord, that they will surely scatter. Father, every gathering of the wicked concerning my family, concerning the glory of destiny for me, concerning the plan and purpose you have for me, Father, King of Glory. Father, destroy them. Father, destroy something in the mighty name of God. Make my family untouchable. Make my glory untouchable. Make my glory untouchable for the wicked. Make my glory untouchable for the devil and his cohort. Make my glory untouchable. Father, make my glory untouchable. Father, make my glory untouchable for the wicked. Father, make them untouchable. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. It's not time for us to present our supplication and let us endeavor to speak in tongues. What you want God to do for you? This is not those prayer points that have not been raised, that has not been touched. Our God is set to meet us at the point of our need. Let you to pray. Mm-hmm. 